Do you ever want to dive deeper into the Bible, but you just don't know where to begin? Or struggle to feel like you even have the time? When you read the Bible, do you get frustrated because you know there's so much more in there? You just have no clue how to get it out? Or maybe you want to know the Bible better, and you're looking for any resource to help. Then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Context and Color of the Bible podcast. We're sisters. I'm Veronica. I'm Erica. And we love to study the Bible, and we love to help others understand it better. When it comes to our own study of Scripture, we have found that in bringing back the context of Scripture, it adds to our understanding. It actually adds color to the black and white pages of the text. So, Erica. Yes. We are, it's December 19th right now when this is releasing. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Early. Early. But we're going to take the next two weeks off. We need a break. (laughs) Well, and we know... You need a, a break. week from now. Christmas will have just ended. Right. Two weeks from now, it will have just been New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's a really busy time in people's lives. Yes, including our own. Yep. And so we're just going to let you know right now, and we'll remind you at the end. We're not releasing any new podcasts for the next two weeks. We will come back January 9th. Yep. Continuing with Esther six, which is kind of a hilarious place. To leave this. It is, because Esther 6 is a fun chapter. Yes. So think of this as like your summer, <laughs> your right, season your as it's summer break. <laughs> the new season will start again mm-hmm. in the fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we just, you know, want to encourage you. First of all, enjoy the time off. Enjoy the time with your family. If you have time to listen to a podcast, catch up on what you've missed. Yep. Go back and listen to one you want to hear again. The one I keep thinking I need to listen to again is Lazarus and the Rich Man. Oh, that was a good one. Because there's some stuff we said in there, and I was like, oh, I don't remember it, and I'm the one who taught it. Yeah, that was a good one. So go back and listen, or have some fun listen with somebody new, maybe your kids. Oh, yeah. Jonah's a fun one to listen to with kids. Jonah's fun with kids. That would be a lot of fun. Ruth is fascinating, too. Yeah, be careful so. who you listen to. <laughs> I know. It's a little PG-13 yes. in there moment. But so we just want to say Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will talk to you again on in January 9th. <laughs> but for now, we are going to jump back into Esther 5. Esther 5. We left off. We were watching, es- well, we watched the doors close on Esther. Yes. She and her maids and her little entourage are fasting. She's got three days to prepare, plan and prepare to go to the king. Mm-hmm. We, Mordecai, we've that screen went off. He mm-hmm. got everyone in Susa ready. Mm-hmm. And now Esther's doors. We're going beyond the doors into Esther's room. Into Esther's room. And I don't know if we want to see the clock spinning on the wall or the night oh, and yeah. day lights or just the calendars flipping. Right. But we're aware three days have gone by, Veronica. She's mm-hmm. fasted and prayed. And now she's preparing. Mm-hmm. And I think you said like she's putting on She's royalty. putting on royalty. She is. She looks absolutely she's becoming stunning. Queen. Mm-hmm. Everything is just perfect. Her makeup, her jewelry, not a hair out of place. Mm-hmm. You can only imagine she smells as good as she looks. Like she is putting out 
all the yeah, stops. This and, is the day to look right. your best, do everything right. Right. Yeah, I guess if you're going to die, you want to go out looking right. good. So If you have different crowns to wear, right. you pick the most queenly crown. Yes. Anything that represents, hey, I'm queen. Yes. She's putting on. Yes. You know, this is Esther going, okay, I am putting on yes. this royalty. I need when that, when everybody sees me. I need them to be reminded. There's no doubt. There's no yes. question. Hey, that's the queen. Right. You know. And only like she looks calm, but every once in a while you see the handshake. You see micro expressions. That's a fun fear. Micro expressions. You got that from I your, did get that from the body language. The body the language. The behavior panel. Yes. That I watch. So you can see there are signs that she's right. not if as calm. If you were to glance at her, quick look, you yes. go, wow, she's super confident and calm. But yes. you see those little tiny things. Yes. The handshake. Yeah. The camera's going to zoom in on something like yes. white knuckles. Yes. The slight tremor. Yes. You know, if she's putting on the eyeliner. Yes. From a distance, the camera angle, man, yes. she's calm and collected. Right. And we see her getting ready. You almost see her like practicing. Yes. What she's going to say, the hand gestures, yes. the, you know, practicing her bowing. It's been over 30 days yes. since she's seen the king. Yeah. So, okay, maybe let's stretch a little bit, get those muscles, hamstrings. Yes. And her, her attendants are working with her, helping mm -hmm. her, encouraging her. You know, as they're brushing her hair, you'll do wonderful, my lady. You can do this, mm -hmm. my lady. He's going to die when he sees you, my lady. Encouraging her. You know, she's surrounded by good helpers mm -hmm. trustworthy people right as opposed to xerxes esther's got some good people around her so they're encouraging her mm -hmm. supporting her helping her get ready for this mm -hmm. but as she starts to head down to the king's hall there's that reminder whether it's a picture of <laughs> right or just we're seeing in her head yes. vashti like re being removed from the throne yes you know as she knows there's the potential this could be it. This could be it. This could be my last day. Yes. I don't. Because the king has the, you can be executed. Right. And he's a volatile king given mm -hmm. to extreme. If you catch him at a bad moment, it could be off with your head before yep. he even cares why you were there. Yep. And only tomorrow will he go, oh, shoot. Right. I didn't Kinda mean that. Her. Yeah, so it's not a for sure thing mm -hmm. that he's going to be okay with her coming. Mm -hmm. And you know she looks calm, but you can feel the tension. Like, the Well, it's like the sound goes and all you hear is her heartbeat. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's yes. everything. She goes yes. to those doors. So the, the, the doors swing open. And inside had been laughing mm -hmm. and music. And all of a sudden, everybody stops and turns to look uh -huh. as she takes her step on the carpet and everybody just sits there, stands there silently, mm -hmm. shocked that she has come uninvited before the king. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see those whispers as people are like, she's going to die. <laughs> Do you see what? Like, she looks really good, but she's going to die. And just step, mm -hmm. step, step, mm -hmm. step. And Xerxes is just sitting on the throne watching Expressionless. her. Expressionless. Step. step. And the soldiers behind him with the axe just mm -hmm. waiting. It's like you've got word. Esther's view of just yes. there's the king and there's, there's the this, guy with the axe. Yes. And you focus in on the axe and then you look mm -hmm. at the king and then you go back to the axe and then you look at the king. And she finally makes that long walk to the throne and she bows. 
And then we have a commercial break. (laughs) (laughs) But if it was my movie, I'd have a commercial break right right there. Although I hope movies don't have commercial breaks. (laughs) Like a TV show. Yeah, fine, whatever. Yes. But so the king, you just see, you focus in on the king's face, waiting, because you know all it takes is a a small expression from the king and the axe guy knows. And he could look at this as being dishonoring. Mm-hmm. Like he already banished a wife for dishonoring him. He could sit there and say, Esther, you've dishonored me right. by coming into my presence. Right. You're done. Yep. I didn't call you. Right. Who How do you think you? you are? Yes. And yet we see as the smile yes. just begins to come to his face and it just gets bigger. Yes. And he reaches out his scepter. And touches Esther. And she puts up her head and touches it with the mm-hmm. tip of her hand. Mm-hmm. And they smile. They, they smile. look at each other <laughs> and they just. Oh. And the court <sighs> sighs. Yes. Everyone's like had this collective. Oh. <gasps> yes. Okay. She made it through <laughs> step one. Mm-hmm. Now she's got step two. In the king instantly. It's just like. <gasps> A wife who comes to me without being called. Vashti was called and never came. And now I have a wife who comes without even being called. Right. What a great reversal. Right. And she looks amazing. Mm -hmm. She's gorgeous, which is why I married her. Right. And he, he, you know, he responds like a a good, generous king. What do you want up to half my kingdom? Mm Because obviously he does realize for her to come looking like this, interrupting him. It's a big deal. There's She's coming as queen for a reason. Yes, there's something she needs or You didn't wants. just want to come visit me for the night. Right. You want to ask something. Right. You're coming as queen to the king. Right. With an appeal. So, okay, Esther, but you've already pleased me. What do you want? Up to half my kingdom, mm-hmm. which is just an idiom. Right. Herod uses it in the Gospels. It's not a for sure, like, you get half my kingdom. It's just a way mm-hmm. of saying, I'll be generous. What would you like? Mm-hmm. And Esther's response, like she has been crafting this. Right. She's very deferential, very careful, very proper and respectful. Like in case you thought Mm -hmm. I wasn't honoring you, King, she gives him full blown honor. She strokes his ego. Yes. She plays to the status because status and honor is huge in this book. If you haven't figured that out. Mm And for Xerxes to now have a wife who elevates him even more. In front of everybody. Mm -hmm. Oh, this feels good. Mm -hmm. And so, and her request is very simple. I have a banquet. (laughs) You love to party. Well, I've prepared a feast in Mm -hmm. your honor. Mm -hmm. And I want you to come to it. You know, in in chapter one, Xerxes had to throw his own feast Mm -hmm. to honor himself. Here, his queen wants to honor him with a feast. What could be better and oh, yeah, you have to invite your good buddy, Haman. Right. You know, that guy sitting right next to you. Right. That guy over there. <laughs> Him. He you know, gets to come. And, you know, if it pleases the king, you know, she's very shrewd. She's not being deceptive. No. But she's playing to what's going to stroke his ego. Yeah. What's that? You get more flies with honey than with vinegar. Is that sure. the phrase? Something like that. You know, and so the king, okay, Haman, let's go. Yeah, why not go to a feast? Sure. Shoot. So we can do what Esther asks. And so they go to this banquet that Esther has prepared. So es- so the king and Haman do what Hester wants. Like all of yes. a sudden we're starting to Another get this subtle shift in command structure. Mm-hmm. Like Esther all of a sudden just called a shot. 
mm-hmm. they both jumped. Mm-hmm. It's a reversal from chapter one where yes. the king calls the queen to come to a banquet. Now the queen is calling the king to come to a banquet. And so we have, so we have the king and Haman. Right. There's this lavish spread, mm-hmm. wine, there's mm-hmm. laughing and joking, and Esther's treating them both with the utmost respect. Mm-hmm. But you just, every once in a while, you know, you see her when she hands You get Haman another micro expression right, of anger. Right, like her knuckles are white. Mm-hmm. And her eyes, when she looks at Haman, you know, you see the smile on her face, but you can just, there's this there's a little... a flash. Yeah, a flash of anger mm-hmm. in her eyes as she... She talks to him and deals with him, but he's mm-hmm. too drunk and full of himself to really right. care. Right. And so the king again asks Esther, what do you want? Even half my kingdom, it right. will be granted. And she's very, she's a shrewd, mm-hmm. clever woman. Mm-hmm. And she she repeats the king's comments yep. back She uses his exact wording. Mm-hmm. Right. My petition, mm-hmm. my request is... That you come tomorrow to another banquet, my mm-hmm. lord, with Haman, and there I will tell you. You know, so she almost, she, f- she phrases it in such a way that it sounds like the king wants another banquet. Right. So, like, she's doing what the king wants. Right. Like, almost like he's eating and drinking. This is great. We should do this again. Yes. You know, man, yes. you made my favorites and yes. my favorite music's playing. I mean, yes. whatever she's doing, it's yes. almost like the king is like, wow. Ah, we should do this more often. Yes. Esther, why have we not been together lately? Yes. And she's like, great, tomorrow, King. Mm-hmm. We can do another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just like this. Just like this. And please bring Haman again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, and she's got that little smile and smirk on her face. Right. And, and just the sweet, I mean, flattering. Right. I mean, she's right. just stroking Laughing his ego. Laughing at his jokes. Mm-hmm. And Haman just thinks he's on top of the world. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves the banquet and he's like floating on cloud right. nine. Like, right. As we watch, you know, the king and Esther probably stay in the banquet, keep right. laughing and drinking. And Haman's just like, oh, this is the best. And he's going to start heading home and that camera's following him. Right. And you can just tell he's, from the, the music w- is just mm-hmm. happy and the sun is shining and the birds are singing and yes. Haman's like walking on air. He is the best this is the biggest and most wonderful moment of his life (gasps) and then it gets to the king's gate and he sees mordecai sitting there not even standing just sitting yes and all of a sudden it's like the clouds roll in (laughs) the birds die the birds (laughs) die (laughs) and like his mustache droops Mm -hmm. It's and like his balloon popped. Yes, he's just, got that vein on his forehead that mm-hmm. starts to pop. It just becomes absolute, complete reversal of feelings in a way. Yes. You go from this is the best ever to life can't get any worse. Right. And that that depression, that anger is just mixed all. And all you can see is Mordecai. Is Mordecai. And just like the edges of the screen get dark yes. and you just know it's anger and evil and yes. And he stalks home and he's mm-hmm. furious and he gathers around him his wife and his friends because he needs his entourage to brew to, you know, stroke his bruised mm-hmm. ego. And I have 10 kids and I'm wealthy and and I have all this land and you all love me mm-hmm. and everybody loves me. But Mordecai. 
And it's like, okay, first of all, what did you say? He has to tell his he wife. He has to tell his wife how many kids he has. Really? Really? <laughs> There's a little bit of humor in this of he's you're, telling them what they already know. Right. You're telling your wife how many kids. Pretty right. sure she was there. Right. <laughs> she should know better than anybody. Right. And all your friends probably know about how much wealth you have. Right. Because of how you act. So as we're getting into these darker moments, there's glimpses of just a lightheartedness. Because again, ultimately, this story is going to be replayed year after year. Right. On the scene of right. Kareem. And you want the, oh, what an idiot. You want the buffoon and the right. the villain of, really? You want him to look like an idiot. Yes. Some point. You want to dislike him. You almost want him to go, and these are my 10 sons. Let me introduce them right. to exactly. their mother. Yes. And her just kind of going, oh. <sighs> Again, yes. Nice to meet you. Again, <laughs> no, I've met you. Yes, yeah. But the the crazy thing is, Veronica, if you put all of ha if you had a scale, and you mm. put all of Haman's wealth, his ten sons, which is an amazing amount of sons, like that's a a wealth in and of right? itself. That's his, a nice complete number. Yes, his honor, his prestige. The guy's got to have land, servants. Like when he went home, it's a huge mansion, mm -hmm. huge lands, like uh, servants, white gloved servants waiting at the door. Like he has got it all. Mm -hmm. And he had this entourage of yes men surrounding him. And you put all that on one side of the scale. And then on the other mm -hmm. side, you put Mordecai. Mm -hmm. In Haman's world, Mordecai outweighs all. All of that. Right. Like it's insane. Right. It's, it's so ridiculous childish. how much yes. Mordecai's. How much power Haman gives to Mordecai. Mm -hmm. Again, it's status. It's, oh. More, Haman yes. should have this great status. He alone was invited to a right. dinner with the king and the queen. He says that. Right. I alone. Only I. Right. And she invited me and the king. Right. <laughs> to another one tomorrow. But it's not enough because one person, mm -hmm. one person is enough to bruise his ego yep. so bad mm -hmm. that he can't handle it. None of it matters. Mm -hmm. Like that, the the, the power. I, one the of my commentaries mm -hmm, says the power and entitlement fail to satisfy because he wanted just one more thing. Yes, always people like him and need one more thing. Mm -hmm. Always one more thing. They're mm -hmm. never satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so, what's so great here is another reversal. Here we had in chapter one, the wives were commanded to respect their husbands. Right. And so who's advising Haman now? Right. Who's going, Haman, who, it's okay. Who comes up with the plan? It's okay, of how to, honey. How to flip the scales eventually. Right. His, His wife. wife. You know, who's he running to? Who's he got to get, be told what to do? Right. His wife His tells wife. him. And so she, it's almost as if she knows, okay. Right. I know how to speak your language. You're over the top. You're just excessive. Right. In everything you do. Right. So not only are you going to build a gallows, which is essentially a stake. You know, it's not, I think sometimes with the gallows, we think. Oh, the Old West The gallows. Old West gallows. This yeah. would be more like impaling. Right. It's after the person's dead. Mm -hmm. It's the ultimate in dishonor mm -hmm. because the person's died. But instead of being buried, they are left to rot. Mm-hmm. On a stake for the world to see. Mm -hmm. And so not only is it a stake, but we're going to build a stake. All the king's nobles and all the king's men and all the king's provinces right. can see. Right. Because it's how tall? 
75 feet high, <laughs> seven stories high. And what did you say about the palace or the temple? They, in archaeology, they believe um, that the palace in Susa was like 40 to 50 feet high. And the temples would have been around that height as well. So Haman's gallows was higher than the king's palace. Because Which is slightly excessive. Right. <laughs> you know, because Haman's dishonor is higher than the king's honor. Mm -hmm. Like, that's essentially what's being said here. Mm -hmm. is Haman's dishonor is just worth more mm -hmm. than the king's. So oh my his wife is like, okay, build this huge gallows. Hang, hang, hang Mordecai on it. And then go to the dinner and you'll be fine. Which, okay, first, <laughs> like, there's so many things about this, Veronica. But, okay, first of all... The point of the gallows is to dishonor the person. Right. But 75 feet up, can you... Okay, first of all, how do you get the body up there? Right. <laughs> Second, can you even see whose Seven body stories it up. is? So everybody would be like, yeah, there's something up there. Somebody. But I'm not really sure who is that is. Is it a man? Is. is it a child? Right. Like, it's ridiculous. It's laughable. Mm -hmm. It is so utterly ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And second... If Haman had waited in 11 months, Mordecai would be put to death anyways right? because of the decree. Mordecai's already dead. Right. He's a dead man. He's a walking dead man. He's a walking dead man. But you can't wait. Right. 11 months. It has to be now. Right. Because that's just the way it has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I love how this suggestion delighted Mordecai. No, uh, Haman. Oh, yeah. Haman. Sorry. This suggestion delighted Haman. Right. And he goes and has a built. Right. But you still need a few things. You need the king's approval. Right. You can't just, you know, if you're going to build a gallows that's taller than the king's palace. Right. You might want to let him know what's going on. Right. Because he's going to notice it. People are going to be talking about it. And you're going to take a king's servant. Uh-huh. Mordecai works at the palace. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going to take one of his servants and kill him. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, man, you need to ask. Mm -hmm. And so, Erica, you were ending this when we were running through it before we started recording. You have us, we're back to the split screen. You have Esther in the palace. Right. Preparing for tomorrow's banquet. Right. Because both Haman and Esther, at the end of chapter five, both Haman and Esther Veronica want an audience with the king. Mm -hmm. But neither is aware of the other one's mm -hmm. purpose or plan. So that really adds to the tension. Who's going to get to the king first? Because we know, you know, Esther's going to plead, save my people. Mm -hmm. Haman's going to ask, can we kill the Mordecai, the Jewish man? Mm -hmm. And you know, whoever gets to the king first, he's going to say yes. Right. Because he's never say no Xerxes. So you've got this tension. Who's going to get there first? You know, so on the one side, you see Esther and she's adding more makeup. She's mm -hmm. putting uh, together another fest feast mm -hmm. for the king. She's, She's taste testing the yes, food. and making yeah. sure everything mm -hmm. is exactly the way it needs to be. And on the other hand, you have, you know, Haman working with carpenters mm -hmm. and he's ordering, okay, this needs to be done here. No, you know, he's micromanaging every little thing because the gallows has to be just perfect for Mordecai. So you see the cooking, the carpenters, Esther sitting calmly, Haman pacing back and forth, you know, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what's the exact wording I can use to make sure Xerxes says yes. How can I get Mordecai killed without mentioning Mordecai's mm -hmm. name to the king? And how can I make sure that it's 75 feet high is going to be okay with the king? Mm -hmm. And so you see this, this end, this tension, this tension. The mm -hmm. chapter ends with both of them preparing for an audience with Almost the king. Almost like the clock's ticking down. Yes. 
And they're both going to end at the same point, and it's who gets to the door first. Who gets there first. And I think you almost shot with the king going to bed. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Okay, it's nighttime. Yes. It's the end of the day. We see the king go to bed, and the door shut. And Esther and Haman still... Still prepping and preparing. Yes. yes. Yeah. And so we're going to leave you with that for two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Yes. Who gets there first? Yes. No reading ahead. <laughs> no. Just kidding. Yes. But, you know, don't forget, we have been encouraging you to read the entire story. Yes. You know, yep. keep because hopefully as you're seeing, you're seeing more reversals. Yep. You're feeling this tension and understanding it a little better. Yeah. You know, so is over the next two weeks, as you celebrate the holidays, as you take a break and rest, you know, read this story. Stop and remember what a great storyteller God is. Yes. And how he uses stories to teach us things. Mm -hmm. You know, as you sit and you read the Christmas story with your kids. Yeah. Why do we tell stories? Because there's so much in there. Yeah. There's so much depth that we can add as you go deeper into the story. A good story, a good movie. It's fun to watch them over and over again. Well, and it gets past that little guard in your brain. Mm -hmm. I forget what it's called, but it goes to a part of your brain that goes deep. Mm -hmm. Stories we let in mm -hmm. faster than just a lecture mm -hmm. or facts. Mm -hmm. Stories stick with you. They change and shape you, how you see the world. Mm -hmm. So enjoy these two next weeks off. We'll say it again. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yes. We will be back on January 9th to pick up with the king. Who gets to the king <laughs> first? Who gets there first? And how does... Because truthfully, if you didn't know the end of the story, you kind of think Esther's got to get there first. For right. everything to work perfectly, yeah, that's true. Esther you would has to be Esther the one first. to get there first. So what happens when it's not Esther? Right. I mean, even that of what a fun movie this is becoming. And chapter six is considered one of the funniest chapters That's my in favorite scripture. chapter of the whole story of Esther. It, well, it's considered one of the best in the scriptures. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of how it all plays out. Yep. So thanks for joining us. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.